Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Coach Speak. I'm Matt Seidel, along with fellow hosts Derek Seidel and Josh Trope. Hello, everybody. It's Sunday, February 28th, and we are back on the pod after a three-week hiatus. Um, when I say we, I should clarify, it's actually just Derek and I tonight, as Coach Trope is uh, in true trope fashion, bouncing around southeastern Michigan uh, today, watching his two sons play basketball. And uh, it's my understanding he's also swamped with some uh, Sunday night video work. So we're going to give him a break tonight. But uh, I can definitely relate to the latter part. Uh, three games a week since the start of the season uh, three weeks ago. It's definitely been a grind. Uh, it's a good grind. Don't get me wrong, but a, but a grind nonetheless. Um, Anyway, I wouldn't trade it, though. Uh, Derek, how's it going with you? I know a lot has happened since the last time we talked on the pod. Yeah, it has been a wild three weeks, that's for sure, since we've been on the pod. Um, you know, uh, we, we, we got out, we've been on a roller coaster over here, really, at Napoleon. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't want to bore everybody with all of our stories, but, um, of course, I, I did happen to um, get – COVID right before the season started, but I, the timing worked out where I was able to get, get back uh, on the day of our first game. So I uh, did not, I was out of practice for, you know, for 10 days and missed, missed our first couple live practices, but I, I showed up in time for the first game, but, and we got off to a decent start in the year. We're two and two with a couple of tough losses to some really good teams in Michigan center and Hanover Horton. Uh, and then, you know, as is going to happen this year, it's happened with a lot of teams. It's just part of the deal right now is we had a couple of cases pop up in our program. And so we had, we had to shut it down. We've been, you know, we're waiting our time. We'll, we'll get to return this week and get back in action. Um, and hopefully we'll, we'll be able to, uh, to finish out the year without any more issues. But, you know, I mean, it's, it's obviously frustrating when, when, when you're having to, um, you know, sit at home and, and watch live streams of other teams playing, but you know, it's part of the deal. And we, we knew that this was going to be a part of it. I knew it at least. And uh, it's still 100% worth it for us to get in the games we could get in. I mean, but I kept thinking of it, you know, when I was getting, you know, down because we're no practice and stuff. Uh, I would always think, you know, Hey, if we didn't play another game this year, I still would have been happy that we got the four games we got because um, that's better than nothing. So, yeah, I mean, in, I think we've been saying it all along is it's better to manage this, this deal than just not even try at all. And, and, you know, we're, there's teams in the Ann Arbor area that are managing it right now. There's, they have COVID issues, you know, and, and we've obviously had to do it ourselves. I mean, I too uh, have contracted the virus uh, uh, earlier. That was a, a, a birthday present from Derek. He uh, stopped by the house, a little family gathering to celebrate my birthday. And uh, unbeknownst to any of us, Derek had, uh, had had the virus the next day he comes down with some symptoms and two days later everyone who was here that day uh, except for my wife who had the vaccination um, got it so I, I started my year uh, on the bench uh, missed the first three games coaching but better me than our players so I was uh, I was fortunate we, we've been fortunate not to have to cancel any games because of ourself or our opponent yet so but again it's just again part of the deal we're managing it um and you see it you see it around the state um still a lot of basketball being played so uh I'll, I'll take it uh despite some of the um i guess ups and downs with it so um but yeah it's good to be back good to be talking basketball again we um we got we got some things to talk about a lot to talk about i guess uh you know i want i guess i i kind of want to jump in to the you know the sec uh red division boys side of things just the uh, as watching a little uh, Twitter clip of Coach Fosdick uh, uh, commenting 
after the game. I was distracted by the fact that he was pulling up his gator a hundred times during the five minute interview. It was just really a weird deal. But uh, he's got to get a better, got to get a better mask or whatever. Coach Fox has got to work on that between now and the next interview. But here on forty, Celine thirty one. And it's just, you know, it's like a halftime score uh, for as <laughs> much talent as Huron and, and Celine's got. But it's just it was kind of an odd game. And, you know, Huron moved to 5-0 and in, in the league. They're the only unbeaten team in the SEC red. Um, you know, Lincoln and Skyline and Celine appear to be right there, you know, with them. But they have not, you know, uh, their highest point total this year is 57. And that was an overtime game with Skyline. You know, they've. Has some really low scores. They're they're holding people down. Nobody's scoring on them either. Obviously playing a elite defense, but it, they they don't seem to be you know like uh, 20, 25 points better than everyone. Like uh, probably we all expected. And but there's so much going on over there. I, I guess uh, I guess it makes sense. Yeah, that is crazy. I mean, I, I haven't um, seen here on play, uh, even on live stream to this point. But I definitely have been surprised by some of those scores. Um, I mean. You know, they, they obviously, I think, had less uh, less opportunities to do things leading into the start of the season than anybody back in the fall. Right, throughout the right. All the all the Ann Arbor schools, um, they were more stringent there. Um, so that that maybe could be playing a part in it. But uh, it, it definitely was. It is surprising, like you said, to at least to see them not be able to, to really um, get up there in the point totals on occasion is interesting. But, you know, we say this about them and here <laughs> they are undefeated in the driver's yeah, seat. Right. In the league, and I mean, obviously they got—they actually have a big one this week um, with Lincoln on uh, on the sixth this coming Saturday. Um, so that'll be that'll be interesting to see how that one goes. I, I believe Skyline's on pause right now, aren't they? Um, so I I was talking to to Coach uh, Fosdick a little bit earlier, and I, I didn't go into detail with it, but there's a there's a connection. There's the, there's a COVID issue in the SEC red right now. That's just you know it's. It's got multiple schools and it's, it's kids, you know, this team played this team and then this kid had exposure to this kid. And, you know, all these kids know each other and they're all hanging out together. And most of them aren't in school full time right now, but yeah, there's, there's four or five teams from the SEC red, maybe, maybe more that are currently either coming out of a a protocol or getting ready to go into a protocol or waiting to hear if they're going to be in protocol uh, you notice that nobody's got like we we've played nine games. We've been really fortunate, three a week for three weeks. Um, you know, there's teams like Ypsilanti. There's they got they played two games. It looks like if you look at the MHSA website. I mean, Celine's only played five. Huron's played five. I think Lincoln's only played five. So there's a lot of miss, missed opportunities there. And I think right now that they're going through it. So you know, we're talking about games coming up. They may or may not uh, happen. Um, but it's 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 a very strange time. Right. And maybe a part, I, I'm just totally speculating here, but obviously you're dealing with bigger, bigger school districts, bigger communities. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's making it tougher, but um, ho- hopefully they're able to get that, get that figured out. And cause obviously this is, I mean, it's a very interesting race, especially if, if anybody can eventually get here on, um, it'd be interesting to see what obviously skylines right there. I mean, that, that initial first game of the season, I think was right. you know, an overtime <laughs> game. Um, so I mean, it would be nice to, for them to be able to get that matchup again here. That was a non-conference overtime game, I believe. Yeah, that was just one yes. of those games where I, I Skyline just uh, being a being a good sport. And, uh, Huron was, you know, had they were losing a game for some reason. Uh, someone couldn't play or wouldn't play, and Skyline said, "Hey, we'll play." I think kids are just happy to play. It's these two outstanding teams, well coached, tons of talent. They get together on the first night and it goes overtime, which is great. The, the Lincoln Huron game, though. 
coming up that's it's scheduled for Saturday. Hopefully, get it in. I mean, not you know, obviously that was just the game that was supposed to be played last March, and even though Bates isn't around anymore, this could be interesting. I'm, I, I hear Lincoln is is pretty darn good, and uh, we all we know we know Huron is. So th- this could be an exciting one. I got I'm gonna have to find the live link to that one, especially if it's a night game. So, but absolutely. So um, SEC White uh, Boys Division is uh i mean I, I you know when we did our preview podcast earlier in the year i think i think we talked about it was going to be you know pinkney dexter and chelsea and we were messing with josh quite a bit about that and uh trying to pick you know the favorite and, and, and yankees chain a little bit but it's, it's really kind of come down to that i mean pinkney's sitting on top you know they're six and overall and three and oh in the league they've they uh they beat dexter once they came from behind to beat him and they play him again uh tomorrow march 1st um Chelsea uh Dexter has uh I think four they got two losses in the league or one loss in the league they, they should just the, have the one loss yeah in the they league. just got yeah. the pink the pink uh the, the pinky loss because they beat obviously beat Chelsea Chelsea's sitting um you know six and two overall I think they're they're five and one in the conference after losing uh to Dexter actually pretty convincingly Dexter with an outstanding win there but those three teams and they they all have to play each other. now Pinkney plays again Dexter tomorrow uh Chelsea still has not played Pinkney I think that's coming up um Thursday so we're gonna know a lot more about the white division uh but it's you know it's uh it's gonna be interesting I guess it's kind of shaped up like we thought it would yeah this is a huge week um for the SEC white I mean we'll have a lot better sense for where things are at I mean I I did catch a little bit of that Dexter Pinckney game on live stream um the first the first time around now they were having a ton of technical issues in that game the the stream was really choppy um and it was way behind somehow I, I don't really know what was going on there. So I eventually just stopped watching it. Um, but like early in the game, like Dexter just looked like, and they came out hitting a few shots in the first quarter. Um, and they just looked like the better team, like no doubt about it. But um, it, 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 it seems like Pinkney after that first quarter just had them locked down because they barely scored the rest of the game, Dexter. Um, and, uh, and obviously Pinkney won it at the end. I think Dexter had a, a chance to, um, to tie it or win it. But you know, we talked about this back in the previews. Like Pinkney has Dexter's number for some reason, um, even last year. Uh, so, you know, th- it'll be interesting to see. Like I, watching that game again, I only saw the first quarter when Dexter looked really good. But, I, I mean, I, I would uh, I would expect Dexter I, I, to be the, uh, the the favorite here this week. Obviously, it's at Dexter this time around. But, I mean, if Pinkney wins that one, like, man, are they in the driver's seat yeah, um, moving yeah. forward? Um, and then, you know, with Chelsea, I mean, I've watched them quite a bit, obviously, Coach Tropez. I mean, that, I think that uh, they're right there. You know, they got some 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 guys that have, uh, you know, been been playing well. I know Jordan fans are, had a really good start to the year. It's great to see that. You know, I got to coach Jordan a couple of years ago and just how far he is. Uh, he's grown um, from where he was is, is awesome to see and have him having success. And then, uh, you know, Joey Cabana, he's he might be starting to uh, assert himself a little bit. And their lineup, I know he had, what was it, 27 or something against Arbor Prep yesterday, even though they they, uh, they lost in a close one. But um, he, he's obviously a, a talented freshman that uh, is starting to get it going. Now, you watched uh, – you also – I did not get a chance to see it. And Coach Trope has uh, still not sent me the game, so I can uh, peruse it a little bit. But the Chelsea-Dexter game, you got to watch quite a bit of that one. Uh, Dexter, Dexter looked good that night with Mr. Paracek uh, going off a little bit, didn't he? Oh, absolutely. I mean, they, they, Chelsea just couldn't, couldn't guard Colin at all. Um, I mean, he was getting to the rim, scoring, in, scoring inside, hitting threes. 
Um, I think he, he put it together maybe – he ended up with, I think, 31. Uh, he scored a few late to, to really pad his stats, but, I mean, he dominated the game. Cal Bavanaugh really ran the show. They, he was uh, a pest defensively like he has the ability to be. And I think uh, Evan Haroldson knocked down a couple jumpers as well. Right. I, overall, Dexter just shot the lights out, which uh, you don't always see in, in those rivalry games. But if one team does come out knocking it down, I mean, I, have, I, I know how that felt. It was always hard to shoot in the Dexter-Chelsea game. So to see Dexter come out like that, it just makes it tough. Um, to, to hang around, and that's that's why I really think they were able to pull away. Got it. You know, on the girls' side, the SEC is uh, somewhat interesting. I mean, this Celine girls team, uh, they're, they're sitting 7-0 right now. Uh, I think they've had one close game with uh, South Lion East. Must be a, a very solid team. Impressive 24-point win over Pioneer the other day. Pioneer, that's their only loss. And uh, they had a 17-point win over a Bedford team that's 7-2. That's and two. So Stemmer and, and, and company uh, getting it done, uh, kind of like we, I guess, I guess we, most people thought they were going to be really good. They might be the best team in the area. I still want to see a Celine versus Grass Lake girls game. Don't know if it's ever going to happen. It won't happen this year, but I think that would be an interesting one. Oh, absolutely. And again, I haven't seen um, the Celine girls play. I know uh, Sophie Cannon's the other the other name that keeps popping right. up. Yep. It seems oh, like yeah. she's she's kind of filled the role of the. They lost a bunch of seniors, I think, from that that team last year that was still alive. The Celine girls and she's stepped up. It seems like as the uh, the the kind of running mate with with Ella Stemmer. So um, and I think she's also a, a Michigan Premier girl. It's amazing how it always seems to mm. uh, yeah, <laughs> always seems back to that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, anyways, like they they obviously look like. Um, they're they're a step ahead of everybody in in the SEC red there, uh, which is interesting. And and yeah, that that game would be would definitely be intriguing <laughs> to see with Grass Lake. Um, you know, even Arbor Prep in there too. I mean, I was Arbor Prep. Uh, they're kind of outside of our conferences, right? Here, but you know, with with, with Maya Pettigord and stuff. I mean, they they just put it on Chelsea the other day, which I was surprised by. Um, but you know, the, the, it's funny just having two Class C schools in the area that are so. Um, so talented. It's just, it, it's interesting. Yeah. That you referenced that uh, uh, Arbor prep Chelsea girls game and Chelsea is leading the sec white, which not a surprise. I mean, kind of thought it was going to be Chelsea and Dexter, which most years it is. Uh, Jackson seems to have a, have a place or a say in this. Um, they, uh, they've had another hiccup along the way. They haven't always, they haven't been impressive in every one of their games, but they've played, uh, uh, you know, they beat Dexter obviously. And, and uh, I think they played some, uh, maybe played Chelsea tough. I could be wrong about that. Um, but yeah, they may, yeah, because yeah, Chelsea had a close win over Dexter, close win over Jackson. Yep. Uh, they lost to Bedford, a solid team, but a 33 point loss to Petticord and Arbor prep yesterday. That one, that one caught me off guard. I did not see that one coming. Right. I just thought, I just assumed that that would be, you know, a close game. I'm not, by no means am I surprised that Arbor Prep won, but I was just surprised to see them pull away. And I, by the little, the, the write-up I saw was like, it seems like Arbor Prep pulled away in the second half. But, uh, you know, I did catch a little bit of the Dexter Chelsea girls game at the end of it. Um, and, you know, they, they are, the, the thing with Chelsea, I mean, they have, you know, they do have uh, some young contributors. I mean, Layla Wells looks like she is, is the point guard for them at a lot of the time. And she's a freshman and she looks impressive. And they obviously got um, the, uh, the, the, the sisters out there. Why can't I think of their name right now? Um, the McCullough. Yeah. The yeah. McCullough sisters, you know, one of them's a sophomore, one of them a senior. So they, they are obviously very talented. Um, and I, I mean, they having won those first two games with Jackson and Dexter puts them in a good spot, but uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see what the second time around, if they can hold them off. 
Right. All right. Let's uh, let's slide over and talk a little bit about the uh, the Cascades Conference, which I know is close to your heart. Uh, the Hanover boys uh, seem to be separating themselves from the pack a little bit. Um, uh, evidence last night with a big non-league win over uh, undefeated Lansing Catholic in a, in a game between two really good teams. Um, I know Hanover had to play a couple games without Carson Sanders uh, with a, a broken nose, I think, or something like that. And I know Michigan Center took him down the wire uh, before losing. And um, you guys, uh, you guys went in there and you ran into a, you ran into the the dynasty. They got going even without Sanders on you a little bit. But that's a pretty good team, isn't it? Oh, it really is. I mean, obviously, it's all new faces from a year ago. So I think a lot of people and, um, you know, maybe thought that they could be a little bit vulnerable. Um, And then especially with, you know, Sanders goes down. And I know, like, you know, we felt like, you know, that was a a good opportunity for us with with him not being there. But at the end of the day, man, they they, they're so sound and they have so much so many guys who can make plays and they're very opportunistic. Um, You know, when guys get a chance, they they take advantage. I mean, uh Connor Mortimer's a stud. I mean, he, he really lit it up against us. He was good last night against Lansing, Lansing Catholic. I was able to, to check out that live stream. And the way that they were able to just stifle Lansing Catholic was extremely impressive. Um, and I think it really speaks to, to how good Michigan Center is that they took them right down to the wire. Um, and that, that's going to be a, a tough matchup the next time around. Um, obviously, I, I think Sanders will be back. But uh, Michigan Center's right there. You know, with, with Center only having one loss, um, you know, they're obviously right there uh, within striking distance uh, of Hanover. I mean, obviously, we actually play them this Saturday. Um, you know, so hopefully we can, uh, we can uh, you know, get them because we had a tough game with them the first time around. I mean, they're, they're very talented as well. So, so deep. I mean, they took Chelsea to overtime, you know, right. uh, in, in a non-league game. Um, and, you know, they have just so many different guys that can beat you. They, they space the floor really well. They get in the paint. Um and, and they can score in a lot of different ways, um, and a lot of different guys can knock down shots. So, um, obviously, I've been I've been tuning into this league a little bit I, with with you coaching in it, and you know I've been really impressed with your team at Napoleon, even though you guys have only played the four games, and the only one I didn't see was Hanover, but maybe Hanover had something to do with that. But um, you know, uh, I saw your game with Michigan Center. Man, they're well coached, and they've got they got some nice players. And um, I've been you know I've also been really you know impressed with. You know, Vandercook Lake, who you guys played in your opener, and uh, you guys jacked them up pretty good. Let's let's uh, admit it, and, and I'm sure they'd be the first to admit it. Uh, but they've uh, Coach Ray is, is they kind of turned it around and got some momentum going. They found a little identity on how they want to play. They got a they got a pretty good player. I know their their point guard uh, is is outstanding, and he's had a couple big games. And um, yeah, I mean it's it's uh, it's it's we're interesting how that league is kind of set up and that district that you're in is going to be real, you know, without Hanover, obviously part of that, it's going to be interesting to see who's playing well at the end of the year. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, yeah, just the vibe out of Vandercook is uh, just watching on film. You can just tell like, um, you know, in in that first game of those things unraveled for him, but they really have, they've dug in and played well. I mean, they even, they even hung around with, with Michigan center for a little while. Um, it ended up being a 15 point loss, but they, you know, they hung in there and they, they're a tough team right now. I mean, Demarion Smith is the guard you're referencing. Yeah, I mean, right. he had, he had 37 against grass Lake. Um, I mean, scoring 37 yeah. is that, yeah. You, 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 yeah, that's impressive. Um, season, the other guy the season for some kids. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Um, you know, the other, the other guy in the league, I think you got, we got to give a quick shout out to, I mean, we talk about his sister all the time, but Brennan Vargas or two, I mean, he, he's, uh, he picked up his, uh, or he committed this past week uh, to Bethel uh, to play basketball and run track. Uh, they, they've kind of 
gotten it going after a little bit of a bumpy start as well over there at Grass Lake. Um, obviously, he's he's in a very talented player, but that was that was cool to see him uh, pick up a uh, or an offering and be able to commit there to to Bethel. So right on the girls' side, obviously Grass Lake is is rolling. I mean, one hundred and one to eleven over Addison, seventy five to five. I'm sorry. Uh, 101 to 11, it wasn't Addison. It was, uh, I think it was 75 to 5 over Addison and 101 to 11 over somebody else. But I just, their scores are, are ridiculous. And I know that those maybe weren't strong teams, but they got an 80 to 69 win over Arbor Prep, which tells you enough right there. They do have one loss to Detroit Edison, one of the best teams in the state. But a huge game coming up for Grass Lake, um, I think on Tuesday. Uh, against Michigan Center girls, uh, outstanding as well. I think they're six and one, and uh, overall and six and zero in the conference. So kind of interesting. Uh, they've got quite a rivalry going in that league, and maybe Grass Lake has uh, maybe a little edge personnel wise. But I, I, I got a feeling that's going to be a pretty good game. Oh, absolutely. I mean. Yeah, I think it actually, to be honest, I think it was 101 to nine. There was a 92 point victory. Oh, um, okay. Sorry. Just, I, just, just. I mean, not, not, not that you know. Yeah, I don't know how that happens. But uh, anyways, yeah, that, that game should be really, really interesting. I, I think Grass Lake has, has the edge for sure. I know Shea Tripp has been impressive for Michigan Center. She opened the year with a quadruple double. I mean, how often oh, yeah. do you those, see those, that those, in high school? Those are real common, real common. Yeah. yeah, my goodness, that's crazy. And I know that, you know, she she's uh, – they're all the Michigan Premier girls kind of around those two teams. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I uh, like Grass Lake just seems like they're on a, uh, a different level um, even than they were, you know – this past year. Uh, but that, that'll be interesting to see, you know, if they can really take, take control of the, of the league. And I actually think Michigan center plays Detroit Edison. I could be wrong on this. I think they play them on Saturday because they play right before um, we play Michigan center and the boys right after that. So we, we're actually probably the, uh, the second best game in the gym that day. That's for sure. With <laughs> Edison and Michigan center playing on Saturday. So, yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, we've been, we've, we've talked about some, some games that have, uh, that have taken place some really good games. There's, um, there's another, uh, there's another, you know, we got another week coming up. And like I said, uh, barring some COVID issues, there, there's, this is a heck of a week. We, I think we've, we've already talked about, you know, three or four of them um, already. Heck, I, you know, I, I enjoyed your game with, with Michigan Center, your, uh, your second game of the year. That, that game, it was a one possession game very late. And, uh, you know, Cascades uh, is, is good. The SEC's had some great ones. Uh, heck, even the Owlette Eagles had a uh, an interesting, yeah, had one great. We had double overtime. I'm, I'm a little too old for double overtime games. We had one Thursday against a very strong and well coached uh, Leslie team. So it, there's been some good basketball, but there's man, there's also been some really one sided games, and not just girls basketball, which it's pretty common. There's a big gap sometimes, and there's no middle class in girls basketball. Sometimes I've said before, but there's been a lot of them in boys and. In games, weird scores like you know Dexter winning a game twenty-seven to nineteen, and just uh, it's you know it's it, it, I don't know if you can just attribute it all to COVID or it's just you know the, the lack of preparation. Some teams are having to take time off, but it's uh, it's been a, a strange year. But again, I'm glad we're having it. Oh, absolutely, I, dude. We how are you just gonna try and brush over the fact that the Alabama Eagles are sitting here undefeated and in the driver's seat in the Glack? I know the Glack's a little out of our coverage area, but man, come on now. That win over Leslie was huge, and you guys are you guys. What are you feeling? A little bit of pressure over there now that you're you're on top for for the moment, or what? What do we got going? Uh, there's no pressure. I'm too old. I tell you, too old for pressure. We are excited about where we are. We did not expect to. To have this kind of success our schedule has been favorable at Olivet to be honest um you know we, we scheduled uh according to kind of what we had coming back I mean we have 
we currently have three freshmen and three sophomores in our eight man rotation uh, and a junior, one senior in our rotation. I mean, it's just, we're a young team. Wasn't quite sure. Uh, but man, I've got super kids and um, uh, they, they've gotten better uh, almost every day. And they, and they did uh, pull off the upset at, at Leslie, a, a senior dominated team. And again, very well coached by Matt Johns. And we, 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 we caught a couple breaks, but I was just excited that, you know, with a young team, we were able to make the big play at the end of regulation and the end of the first overtime, as well as the end of the second overtime. And, and we did it with some young guys and um, they did, they didn't flinch despite, like I said, a really experienced team. So it, it was, it was a fun night for us, but we had a long way to go. We got a tough one tomorrow with Stockbridge, uh, a big, strong athletic team and they play a different style. So um, every game, every game's a, a challenge, but uh, we're, we're looking forward to it. So, but um, yeah, it is, it's always impressive when you see, you know, a brain wine with the, the game tying, the tying shot, the interregulations, a sophomore, and, and Bo Lincoln, the freshman, you know, who's been putting up some big numbers, but he got the game winner. You know, that's always cool. The, the one thing just to mention in that game, you know, you mentioned the breaks you guys had. I know we had the, uh, the, the really weird, like, tie-up that resulted in a, a push that ended up causing an ejection. And I know you were talking a little bit about how, like, the MHSAA and the refs are, like, unwilling. They, they admitted that it should not have been called an ejection. Um, and – and they're unwilling to like uh, let the guy. They're still saying he has to sit out a game for a suspension or something. Or what, what's the deal there? I thought yeah, that was the, something the real. The real unfortunate uh, part was the, the the Leslie player and our. There was a tie up for a loose ball. It was a huge play in the game. Bo Lincoln poked the ball loose from Aiden Rutan, who might be the best guard in our conference. And there was a the, everybody's diving on the floor, and they got called for a foul, which was the, the right call. But then there was kind of a, a little melee, not a melee, but there was just a bodies got tangled up as the kids were getting up and the Leslie kid kind of like ripped the ball or tried to rip the ball away from Braden wine, who um, was in on it as well. And uh, they interpreted it as he, he threw a punch and it, the video does not indicate that he threw a punch. It maybe his elbow got a little high when he pulled it out. You want to give him a technical foul. That's one thing, but it really did not warrant um, an ejection. And I'm not blaming the ref. I mean, there, he's got, a, he's got one chance to see that. And that's what he thought he saw. But what I'd like to see is once they went and reviewed the film and realized that, man, it probably didn't happen like I, I thought it happened, they should be able to um, review that and say, you know what, it's not worth an uh, ejection. And, and the ejection, okay, he couldn't, he kid did not play in either overtime and the end of regulation, but he should not have had to sit out Saturday's game when they played Stockbridge. And that was the, that was the travesty of it. And there's just no review process for things like that. You, if an official throws you out, he throws you out in the coach or player or whatever, and you got to sit and go to your sportsmanship, you know, protocol or whatever. And it's just like, man, technology allows us to, to look at things a little bit sometimes and let's do the right thing, especially in a season like this, that kid lost a game and it's, it's unfortunate. And uh, Leslie did pull out the win over Stockbridge Saturday. It would have been kind of a shame if they lost and, and, you know, and, and that kid didn't play because he was a starter in McDaniels and he's a, he's a good player, you know, the senior for them. And, um, but yeah, it was just kind of a, it's kind of one of those weird things. I really didn't see it until, you know, I went home and watched the video and it's like, eh, that, that's too bad. Um, and, and like I said, we got a little bit of a break there that ended up getting us a point on one of the technical foul free throws, but, um, yeah, so I, that's, that's something again, I, MHSA, it's something to think about, uh, in the future. So, but you know, there's some, I mean, some other things, you know, just, to, to talk about, you know, you talk about the ejection review, if you want to. The uh, the live streams you you mentioned it earlier. It's been a cool thing. I mean, 
Um, everybody's doing it differently. Some are going with the unmanned cameras and the NFHS and, you know, you don't always get to see the scoreboard. It's that, you know, it goes with the motion. Uh, you, you guys actually have that in your gym. Um, uh, we have two or three teams in our conference. Some people are just going Facebook live, which, which we do. And others are it's YouTube and it's a lot of different, uh, things, uh, sports scope, other schools are using, uh, but it's kind of, it's kind of cool to, uh, to do the, the live stream. The one funny part though, is, uh, you know, some, some are free and some are not, and you got to pay, you got to pay to watch some. And, you know, how can we not talk about it? The Dexter Chelsea game, <laughs> the day of the game, coach Rushton, just not, not holding back at all. Kind of, kind of throw some shade at Chelsea for, for charging, you know, to, to watch Chelsea play on live stream, you have to uh, pay through the NFHS. You have to have a subscription. And uh, he kind of, he kind of went after him a little bit about that and, uh, and didn't, didn't hold back. And fortunately they won because he didn't have to, you know, take probably some people come back at him, but um, any thoughts on the live streams and what you've been seeing? Well, I mean, first off, that's just a, that's just a veteran move there by Coach Rushton. I mean, he, whenever you whenever you have a chance to to spice up the rivalry, you got to do it. You just, just got to do it. You know, you get your guys just something random to get your guys a little bit more motivated. I mean, why not? Um, you know, and, and the funny thing was, it's like you know, it's like I think it's eleven dollars a month for right. uh, for you know the NFHS network, which you know if if you wanted that's that's literally two games you know that you you go and watch so you know it is a little weird like you know that it's different for everybody i know uh the the one game you guys played was on a paid service and i you know i paid the five dollars for it or whatever and you know it's not that big of a deal but the weirdest part about it is just trying to find them all like having them all in different spaces and it'd probably be nice if it was a little more centralized if this became a a regular thing or easier to find because you know, some schools, you know, have a social media presence and it's really easy to find it, but other ones don't. And so it's like, you're looking all over the place uh, for, for where the stream is, if you want to want to catch a game, but um, you know, it's, it really is cool to be able to, um, you know, see, see, uh, uh, you know, ga- games that you're not necessarily able to get to. I know even like our, our middle school girls season, which is going on right now, like since, uh, we, you know, we, we've had a shutdown. We don't, we don't, we, our game on the game on Tuesday at Napoleon high school got canceled. So, you know, like the middle school is like, Hey, can we move over this? We can use the automated camera. Cause we've got, you know, multiple kids on the team have family members that live out of state, like in Florida. And they're, you know, they've watched some of the high school games. Like, is it possible we could stream the middle school games? They're even going to do that. Um, so it's just kind of cool that you're opening up those opportunities for other people to, um, to get to watch and the kids, you know, I, I think they appreciate, um, you know, still being able to, to get recognized by, you know, family members or friends who, who may maybe aren't able to get into the game, you know, since we're not able to pack the gyms like they normally would be. It's going to be interesting when we get back to regular attendance, hopefully next year, um, if, if the live streaming becomes kind of a common practice, you know, and uh, it's now that we've, you know, it's kind of like, kind of like zoom meetings. I mean, our, our athletic directors, we haven't met in person since the pandemic. I don't know that we ever will again. It's much more efficient to meet via zoom and I live streams. I could, I could see that being, uh, being a way of the future, you know, or at least the Facebook live, but even, even more, uh, maybe even some more higher level or higher grade type of deals. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, the pandemic, we're, we're learning a lot of things from it. So you know, the other part, I, 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 before we go, I got to say something about, it, the jump ball thing is still a head scratcher to me. You know, we start with, you know, the visiting team getting it and then the home team gets it to start the second half. And then we had the overtime uh, with, with Leslie and there's a coin flip. I felt like it, we're at the 50 yard line of a football game. 
you know, and uh, of course I called heads and it came up heads, you know, so we got the ball first. I don't remember if we scored or not, but I don't think we did. Um, but it's just uh, it, flipping a coin to see who gets the ball first and over time was just one of the strangest things. As much, you know, interaction as there is out on the floor for us not to have a jump ball is, is kind of really uh, senseless, but Hey, we're, we're not, no one's arguing. Let's just play ball. So. Right. It's one of those things that it doesn't make any logical sense. I mean, <laughs> you know, the, the two centers who usually jump up, jump the ball are going to be banging around right. on the block for right. 32 right. minutes. But you know, the, I, I guess the ref doesn't have to get close. Is that, I, I don't know, but you know, yeah, it, it, it's, it is kind of unique. I mean, it's, it's interesting, you know, the strategy that comes with it, you know, the opening set or the opening uh, right. defense yeah. that each team throws at it. It, it. I guess that it throws a little strategy in there. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Well, hey, that's uh, that was good. It was good getting back talking basketball. Sorry, it's been so long since we were uh, since we were out here on the pod. Um, we're really not a hundred percent sure how this is going to work. Again, it's just the it's that grind where you know in, anyone coaching or playing right now is really busy. You you're you're thinking two three games ahead because you have to you you play then you practice and have to have video clips ready for your next opponent and then you play again and then it so there's just no break in it you get basically one day off a week so we're not sure if we're going to be out every sunday uh it might be a couple more weeks it might be just a few more days we might even do some individual podcasts when uh based on our own personal schedules and just get on here and uh and talk so uh we definitely got to get the entertaining coach trope out of hibernation but he's uh he's prepping for a big week of basketball so we uh, understand that and his uh, his boys were in two different gyms today uh firing up threes i'm sure from all over the gym so uh but anyway it's been fun uh it's good to get back to it um we'll, we'll try to we'll, we'll try to shorten the gap the next time that that we come out but um until then everyone uh stay safe mask up and peace Thank you.